welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the good, to his good, Michael Howard. Oh, that good good. Mm -hmm. I finally had a response, and it wasn't even a good one, but I I knew what to say. (laughs) Well, I I need to wish you a a happy 710, which is apparently a new weed holiday that I just found out about today for specifically vape. Can we talk because about... Because 710 is oil, if it's if you were to turn it around and put it upside down or some shit. I don't know. Oh, my God. You put God. the thing down, fi- flip it and reverse it. Flip it and reverse yeah. it. Yeah. Um. Hey, vape people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't begrudge you ripping that cotton, but I don't... You don't need to invent new holidays for your you ruining my bar experience by blowing a massive cloud of shit strawberry scented shit all over it. i'm just saying if, if if hallmark can make up holidays every five minutes why, why not i mean it was also national pina colada day <laughs> which seems like an odd thing for america to celebrate but whatever um i also yeah. feel like there's been like four national grab a donut day or whatever or is it just the same one listen michael there's some time i mean there i feel like there are some holidays that should be celebrated quarterly that's, that's a good point frankly we as a species are doing is ourselves a disservice if we're only celebrating Donut Day once a year. That's true. I feel like every time we're together, we celebrate Donut Day. Oh, yeah, because Stan's Donuts is the best. Like, you've moved to a new stop for like closer to the train. Uh, the yeah. Airport, yeah, we're closer to the airport. Yeah. Which so I'm, I'm coming to your city and in, in, in two days, I believe. Yeah. And. You best believe I, I'm arriving at seven in the morning. <laughs> I'm taking two extra stops on the train and getting you donuts and bringing them oh, back. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah. I'm going to eat all of them on the way. Shit. So then we'll have to, when you get there, then we'll have to turn around we're and go, go back. We're going to go. It's it's actually, weirdly, uh, Friday is National Grab Six Donuts Day. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, did we, I guess, you know what? Hey, actually, no. We have enough drinking holidays. I feel like maybe it's time we need more weed holidays. I was speaking from a place of hating vapors. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there should be other things that you do on a specific holiday. I feel like every holiday just gets usurped by drinking. It's like 4th of July, drinking. Memorial Day, drinking. Like, why can't it be like, hey, let's just gorge on donuts until we pass out day? Yeah, and that's the thing. I feel like it's you need to do a certain activity with the weed on the holiday because, like, I feel like with drinking, we've evolved some rituals with True. it. And you can do certain different things when you, like, hey, you know, when the Olympics roll around, yeah, I'll do a beer Olympics. <laughs> I'll, I'll get my, my, my teams together, I'll get some squads, and I'll do country-based activities with my drinking games. You can't. There's not really smoking games that I'm aware of. Uh no no I would have, yeah. I would imagine those won't wouldn't go as well and like the the end result of smoking or, or eating edibles or doing whatever is really just eating different things so <laughs> like maybe it's just around your favorite snack foods that's like good. that's a true point maybe it's really time for corporate holidays for her like Cheetos to just be like hey it's the big day it's the the big Cheetos time oh my god do you think they're they're gonna have like official government weed holidays once it's like becomes legal everywhere i mean no because we don't necessarily have quote-unquote official drinking holidays obviously some of them are like winky winky yeah we're all getting hammered today but the government isn't well, like hey take the day off to get like, fucked up but like there's gonna be sales where they basically allude to it you know or it's oh, like sure hey it's cinco de mayo get eight thousand coronas and throw up on your shoes I mean, it'll definitely be a bank holiday because those motherfuckers will take any <laughs> yeah. excuse to take a day off for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like there's certain brands that will definitely lean into like 420 will be sp- Spring Black Friday. <laughs> Just, all right, blaze one, get a really chill deal. I don't know. Think about it. Get all your snacks for the year. Michael, what you got going on this week? <laughs> you just gave me the most insane face. I was trying to, I was trying to think of where to go with that. and. Well, we could talk about the weed church, because I feel like if there's a front lines for the fight for weed rights and even vape rights with their dumb new holidays, it's religion. I feel like if there's one cultural ground that can really break barriers right now, given our current like court situation, it's it's fighting for religious liberty. That is true. That is very true. And I mean, they've been they've been handing out 
alcohol to kids for you know thousands of years so not the not the presbyterians my friend that is Grade A, Welch's grape juice. <laughs> Concord grape Not juice. Not the Greek Orthodox Church, man. That is wine straight to your face. Yeah, well, that's because Greeks have different values <laughs> than uptight Presbyterians mm-hmm. and Baptists mm-hmm. who are... Not interested in getting six-year-olds drunk, oddly enough. And if there's anyone Michael, that's going to take advantage of a religious liberty law, it's going to be the weed people. Or the Church of Satan, because <laughs> they've they've done good that work is in true. the past, and I appreciate all their efforts. I feel like their um, overlap is probably strong. Well, here's the thing. I feel like at a certain point, we'll, we'll get to this in a second. So I'm going to introduce this. So in Indiana... Which is not a place where you would ex- you would expect an entity with this name to exist, but yeah, because it's Mike Pence's Indiana. Yes, the Indiana First Church of Cannabis has been <laughs> on a mission to get the state of Indiana to rec- recognize a religious exemption to the state's marijuana laws. Um, which, in the words of NBC Four, <laughs> Columbus has gone up in smoke because oh, holy crap, local news nice. people love their puns. Um, Marion County Superior Court Judge uh, Judge Jude Cheryl Lynch ruled that no, that's that's a typo on NBC Four I. Oh, come jerks. on, Superior Court Judge Cheryl Lynch ruled that the church could not smoke marijuana as a religious sacrament because quote it would be impossible to combat illicit drug use and trade in a piecemeal fashion that allowed for a religious exception that would become ripe for abuse. Failure to regulate all marijuana in Indiana would leave a gaping hole in our state's drug prohibitions. That is just no way to tailor these laws more narrowly without undermining the entire enforcement scheme, which one. All right. Pay your fucking taxes then. So there's a there's a limit on religious freedoms is what this court is saying in Indiana. What she's just said. But to me, this lawsuit in particular for the Indiana First Church of Cannabis, first of all. That's your problem to figure out drug laws. If it's my religious belief mm-hmm. that smoking that good good gets me closer to that god god. Ooh. Ooh. You back you back off. That's true. I need to get I need to get in touch with the big man. And this is how I do it. I, I smoke the sacrament, and then I lay down on my couch, I eat Cheetos, and watch Power Rangers, and then Jesus speaks the to me. The other two and sacraments. You- <laughs> yes, the other two Cheetos and Power Rangers, and you don't get to talk to me about it, Judge Cheryl Lynch. Sorry. Yes, Superior Court Jude. Superior Court Jude, <laughs> jerk. Um, but to, we 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 touched on this a little bit. I think this is the natural outcome of literally every Christian organization claiming like religious freedom to do whatever the fuck they mm-hmm. want towards like minorities or anyone they don't really care for. For the last, I don't know, 200 years. Eventually, we're going to start horning in on that particular action to be like, I don't know. Uh, I just want to eat hot dogs every day, <laughs> which I could do anyway. That was a bad example. <laughs> Not on <laughs> Sunday. Pause, pause for it. <laughs> just like, it's just going to be like, yeah, I need to smoke weed for the Lord. Yeah. I need to speed for the Lord. Yeah. Because the Lord can't I, drive 55. <laughs> uh, sorry my lord is jesus sammy hagar <laughs> <laughs> jesus was living in roman times they had like i don't know two horsepower at mm-hmm. most i got a hemi motherfucker yeah, he wants going places. jesus wants me to just mm, let it just hum the thing is jesus wouldn't have given me all these these hps mm-hmm. in my dodge challenger if he didn't want me to drive ninety thousand miles <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just feel like this, like, you could do anything you want with religious freedom to a point. And the fact that the judges said, well, we can't we can't enforce all our marijuana, stupid marijuana laws if we give you an exemption is a pretty shitty way to go about this. Yeah, and especially because the negative effect of not or allowing of allowing a church to have marijuana is just almost nil especially compared to the negative effect of letting people literally discriminate against other people on the yeah. basis of their of how they are like you know that actually affects people this church right. blazing it up and trying to talk to their god like that affects literally <laughs> nobody this is literally 
oh, well, you're taking away the right for our cops to shoot you for a misdemeanor. <laughs> yeah, basically. By the way, Michael, my favorite part about talking about this story um, is that I know our friend uh, Matt Moody, who's an attorney, is screaming. Oh, yeah. Wanting to jump into this conversation. Yeah, we should talk more about laws. He yeah. loves it. He loves it when us two morons talk about judicial what shit. What about jurisprudence, though? I was just going to say jurisprudence. Yeah, I mean, but what about what that? About like, and how that applies in, like, Hector v. the state of Arizona, you know? Is there a habeas corpus joke about <laughs> weed? I bet there is. Uh, Once. Hey, Blazes Corpus. Hey, Blazes Corpus. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. More like Hey, Blazes Corpus. Like when I, Abraham Lincoln wrote Habeas Corpus, you know, was he, is this what he had in mind? I'm pretty sure he just, oh, yeah, I just really wanted the people of Indiana, the good people of Indiana, to blaze one down in the name of God. Mm-hmm. And shit, I want them to get there. Um, I want this to go to the, to all the Supreme Courts. <laughs> I mean, it, it's going to have to, right? Because they, they they basically were challenging the Religious Freedom Restoration Act that Indiana passed that said that people could yeah. discriminate against things that were against their religious liberties, like gay people, apparently. Um, right. So they were challenging that. And the person that basically said, like, we can't allow you to break the law because that would be bad for basically the entire state of indiana and so yeah well breaking the law is discriminating against people can i say this though michael this kind of lawsuit is how you get weed holidays Mm, mm -hmm. this is the kind of shit that like if you break through some first of all dumb arcane weed Mm -hmm. laws great national holiday two if you use religious liberty laws to really throw a middle finger up Mike Pence's dick hole, then, man, that's just like international, probably galactic holiday you're working on yeah. now. Like, that's immortal. You're definitely having a statue. That's how you get weed holidays. That is true. It's not, this, again, it's finally the church. We had St. Patty's Day. That's a drinking one. And that's a church very holiday. Clo- Perfect. Very closely tied to the yep. church. Everyone knows that. Everyone <laughs> loves him driving those snakes out. That's why we drink, because everyone hates snakes. We love them being gone. Weed. We made Mike Pence cry a bit, and time to celebrate. Yeah. On my couch watching Power Rangers <laughs> for the Lord. All the sacraments. <laughs> Just the, the big three. <laughs> Michael, what you got going on for me this week? Oh, man. I have I have some stories that could get that could get real nasty. Um, well, you know how I feel about that. <laughs> I I want all of them. I suppose I'm so scared. What do you? Oh God. Well, we're still we're still in World Cup times. Yes. And we talked last week about the octopus who correctly yep. predicted Japan's games and then was boiled and eaten, like just like a martyr. I assume. Can we say this? Was he boiled and eaten? I don't know. They said he was boiled and eaten. I don't know how they cooked. There's there's no way boiling an octopus is the best way to cook. Because, like, those mofos are already chewy as shit. I, I can't imagine that boiling those those bad boys' tasty arms is the best way. I don't know. Maybe it was just a bad translation and they meant, like, sous vide. Because, I mean, I've had some grilled octopus arm mm-hmm. and that shiz is tasty. Yeah, I mean, you could really do bad with the octopus. I'm just going to say, I've, I've boiled the chicken breast before for my dog and I had a piece and... That is rubbery as fuck. Ru- Turns out boiling is not boiling great is for terrible food. for food. You should never yeah. boil. Sorry, anything. go on. I didn't mean to. Well, hopefully, hopefully this uh, oracle of soccer will not <laughs> meet the same fate of that octopus. There is a 57 year old woman in uh-huh. England uh-huh. who has 40 double E breasts, okay. but she has correctly predicted the outcome of every England World Cup match. So we're going on five matches now. Okay. Um, you mentioned a particular part of her anatomy mm-hmm. and then her um, prowess for prognostication. Yeah. You want to know um, how they connect? I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm actually fascinated because you mentioned it like it was important, not that she was just like a slamming hottie 57-year-old <laughs> with big old ones. Big, um, so big. I assume I assume the they are connected to her her seer-like abilities well (laughs) the lead in this story the 57 year old casino worker said they have plumped for england in every game so far 
Which is a great. Um, I don't know if that's like an English euphemism for something. They plumped. I, I, I mean, it sounds like her tits got bigger <laughs> for England. <laughs> Just plumped right up. So the way this works is she puts her breasts over a globe, and then she spins the globe and puts her breasts on them. Or, or no, wait. They they wait. Sorry, they wait until it stops spinning, and wherever her breasts are pointing, if it's closer to. England then the other place then she picks England and if it's closer to the other place then she picks that other team so she spins a globe she spins a globe a normal a normal a normal size, size globe. globe that is approximately only two times bigger than one breast with, yeah I was gonna say with her pendulous <laughs> breasts from what I what I can see here yeah I was okay her boobs are now that you something that like they are half the size of the globe. Yeah, no, they're. I assume this has gotten more and more difficult now that it is a all European. Yeah. Well, Michael, by the time this episode comes out, your England may or may not be in the World Cup. Well, anymore. if she's right, they will be. Sorry, okay. spoiler alert. Well, okay, that's actually a super interesting thing. So her boobs gigantic. Um, and I do actually need to know. On the, the testing criteria when she's like, you know, the, the finished product, mm-hmm. when she's laser focused on a winner, is it like the center of gravity of the boobs? Is it like a particular nip? Is it like because it's the cleavage England and the line oh, of the, the cleavage. cleavage that makes sense. Yeah. So she's working off of like the Greenwich mean line. OK, <laughs> exactly. got it. The, the, the prime meridian <laughs> cutting through um, the international yeah, date line of her breasts. Other side of the planet, Michael, the, the Prime Meridian, right there, right That's through true. England. Because uh, England and Croatia are pretty close. That is true. But she said it landed in the middle of the Atlantic, which is much closer to England than Croatia. That's true. So. Pretty inaccurate system. But I guess it doesn't need to be that accurate. If she yeah, I mean, I guess it's only like it would have to be the latitudinally uh, closest. Right, because she if she's always at the at the northern side of the globe, then obviously it's always it's almost always going to be closer to England unless you're playing Iceland. I'm going to say this system of mostly because of the way that the planet and the globe is tilted might just favor England almost all the time, <laughs> given where it is. It's true. The it's, way she's standing out, I feel like there's she did pick Belgium. Okay, so okay, she hasn't just picked England no, matches. Well, well no, she because she picked uh, England lost to Belgium in the last okay. group. Match. Oh, got it. Okay, um, and so she okay. picked that one right. Interesting. I mean, she says she has. Like, I have no way of actually, <laughs> you know. I man. Okay, I mean, I wonder how you. I mean, obviously, she probably just did this as a lark for the first game, mm-hmm. but. <sighs> and then I mean. You think she's been doing this for a while? Any indication that she's like has picked a Premier League winner or like a Champions League? Did she pick Liverpool to win the Champions League and then correctly, correctly predicted they would lose? You know, she. I mean, she'd have to continue to go on if she nails everyone, right? I guess. I mean, so. she is a casino worker, so she's you know she's abreast she's familiar of the with- of. The casino rules and and that's you th- you think she's working off of the the odds the vegas odds that she's getting pumped into her into her bra maybe you th- you think she's like got a th- like a pinky finger on the back of the uh the old globe as it's spinning she's like oops got him <laughs> you know and actually i think that the only game that england wasn't favored in was the belgium game so maybe she's just picking favorites i mean yeah it's pretty she's easy. the casino worker she knows she just keep keep riding the favorites man the comments on this the Sun article that you sent me are <laughs> a weird microcosm of the internet, but like not as offensive as like any other American news site. They're just like, are you looking at the very yeah. first one? Yeah, this old tart has <laughs> been trying for ages to get her spaniels on the Sun. She entered the bus competition because apparently her social media is a frenzy. I would rather pour salt in my eyes than see her take her bra. <laughs> Man, Rob Carradine knows way too much about this woman to not have already seen. He's followed her on social media for a long time. He's definitely on her Snapchat. He's probably seen them spaniels in the sun. (laughs) (laughs) And now her spaniels in the sun. (laughs) Oh, Sun's out, Uh, spaniels out, man. 
Sun yet? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, well, Michael, <laughs> so speaking of people who are using their their bosoms, their <laughs> their sexual prowess for ill-gotten gains, I want to talk to you about Instagram models. Oh, my favorite. And, my favorite and, people in the world. But more importantly, Michael, have you ever... How do you get to be an Instagram this? model? Can you just say you're an Instagram model, or do you actually have to get, like represented by an agency i think you well one i think you can say you're an instagram model then start taking very sexually suggestive pictures of yourself and then like by osmosis you'll become a Instagram like does model. that i'm trying to figure out if that would look good on my cv yeah it would. yeah i mean because i can just i can take some raunchy Michael, pictures and it's all about being an influencer that's these true days. it's all about who your followers are what if tilp cast on Instagram just becomes you and me as Instagram models. Um, I will have to say this. Um, I had a, I phone screened a, a job candidate last week and he mentioned that he'd found the podcast <laughs> and I instantly scrubbed it from all of, all of my social media profiles and all I could think of was, oh, good, I'm fine. Do we, <laughs> so, do we need to start using fake names? I think I think that might be in order because I have never had such a moment of panic in my entire life. Then whoops. now your name your name is now Michael Dushing. Well, Michael, what I was gonna say was before we get into this, have you ever enjoyed a couple minutes of messing with a scammer oh my God, on the yes. telephone or on a maybe a Google Chat platform? Yes, I used to love when telemarketers would call when I was younger, like you know, like 12, 13 years old, because I would always answer when my parents weren't home and I would tell them that they were either dead or they'd moved to China or they'd moved to China and then died. Interesting. That was always my go-to. That's nice. I got a call today, actually, from someone who was like, hey, great news. Uh, You've been selected for a uh, a zero balance, like or 0% interest or balance transfer offer on your Visa, MasterCard, or Discover card. (laughs) oh man how did they know well how'd you guys know who what which cards i have so i was just kind of bored like no i only have an amex gotcha yeah so i i was kind of bored so i just took five minutes just be like messing with them oh can you tell me which card i have and then i was like can you tell me my name (laughs) like oh we're not allowed to give out any information but we need your social security number (laughs) to confirm did they um was it Bruce Springsteen? It wasn't. It was what sounded like a Filipino lady. Um, mm. So, but the way it happened was, I had a missed call from one number. Then I had a call from a five six one number, which is my area code for my phone. And then when I hung up, they called back from an eight hundred number. And she was <laughs> like, "Oh, we were just talking." I was like, "Yeah, I think this is a scam." And she was like, "Yeah, you got me." <laughs> <laughs> and hung up. But well, Michael, a woman, a woman in here in Illinois, uh, got scammed out of um, five hundred dollars worth of iPhone or iTunes gift cards, and she thought she was sending them to Bruce Springsteen. Oh, so that's too bad. Could be worse. It's also too bad that people think Bruce Springsteen needs iTunes gift cards. You know, you know how he just loves, just loves iTunes so much. Um, well. Michael, what I wanted to talk to with you about is getting even with scammers. Yes. And, Michael, if you had to name one, like, internet scam that just, like, jumped out in your mind, what would it be? Oh, my God, the, the Nigerian prince. The classic Nigerian thing. prince. Oh, yeah. I have a I have a family fortune, but I can't yeah. escape my country. <laughs> I need your bank account so I can deposit it. But first, you have to send me $5,000. The classic. The, yeah. s- the, s- the classic scam. The quintessential email scam. Like, I'm going to read you a headline, and it's going to get even more buck wild than the headline suggests. <laughs> okay. Instagram models jailed for extorting Nigerian billionaire. <laughs> well, I knew, I knew there was one, at least one real Nigerian prince. They have and to And what exist. if he contacts me? And I'm the lucky one who gets the real Nigerian. And that's actually the big thing about this story. It validates the fact that there are Nigerian billionaires. If not apparently lots of them. At least 274. (laughs) 
so. at least if if we're assuming that these that these Instagram models are a hundred percent accurate, mm-hmm. they they've gotten a hundred percent of the billionaires. There are two hundred seventy four billionaires. So according to Politics Nigeria, Gioti and Kiran or Kiran Matharu, who are either sisters or cousins, were also high end prostitutes and claimed that. So basically, they went to Nigeria. And just slept with a ton of Nigerian millionaires and billionaires. Okay. And then kept evidence about it. Pictures, video, recorded conversations. um, And then said that they would turn over that evidence of them cheating to their wives unless they paid them money. So the sisters admitted that they had sex with more than 100 Nigerian men and then had to promise to never re-enter the country. But the best part about this was... Wait, that's all they... That's, that's the only thing that happened That's all that happened to them. I don't think they even had to, like, turn back the money. But <laughs> apparently, there was one billionaire, a man named Femi Otadola, who they tried to extort, but oops, he'd been counter-spying on them and had his own <laughs> records and was blackmailing them. Oh, shit, we got a little spy versus spy situation. But I don't really understand the leverage he really had on them because it's like, oh, yeah, cool, I'll blow up your Instagram spot as opposed to, oops, I want your billions of dollars. But why Nigeria? Why not go to, like, multiple different countries so you kind of spread it out a little bit? I think it's just maybe they thought they, like, the Nigerian folks were just a little more, like, apt to pay up. Given the the claims on the internet <laughs> that they're apparently very free with their money maybe, and who they give them they, to, maybe they were just maybe they were trying to get retribution for everyone who's ever fell for the Nigerian prince scam. That could be it. Um, the girls who are apparently often referred to as the Kardashian, uh, the Canadian Kardashians, had multiple oh, laptops boy. and iPads that had information on multiple people, including videotapes of them having sex with various men throughout the nigerian government and business community man uh, my first thought was that okay nigeria was just like hey we're not going to arrest you just get the fuck out of our country and never come back Mm -hmm. because they wanted to keep it hush hush because they didn't want all their billionaires to just be like thrown out into the to the wolves here but you said that a nigerian paper actually like picked this up politics nigeria you want to know the Funniest crime involved in their the charges against the Matharu sisters? Oh God, do I? Two hundred and seventy four counts of cyberbullying. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so Nigeria has better cyberbullying laws than we do? Exactly, but only cool. against billionaires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. How are they extortionist cyberbullying now? Uh, I mean, I think it's because they were just asking for money and yelling at them over the Internet, which, by the way, if this were a law in the United States, Elon Musk would have the best fucking cyberbullying case of all time today because, oh, my God, that dipshit got roasted over the coals for the last three days on Twitter. <laughs> well, because he, he proposed like a like an E.T. fucking style containment cha- chamber that it was supposed to fit through a 38 inch uh, 38 centimeter oh, sorry 38 centimeter uh narrow passageway that had like a curve in it yeah i i just love the fact that like <laughs> so obviously we're talking about the rescue of the the thai soccer team in the cave and their coach um that like navy seal like thai navy seals were like leading this rescue effort one of them died because he like he literally gave his life because he was stringing oxygen tanks along the way and he didn't have enough to get back to like he he left them there he died and elon musk was oh yeah i can jam a 12 foot 31 (laughs) centimeter aluminum tube through a cave that twists and turns don't worry i got it i'm gonna leave also his tweet today it was like I left it there just in case they needed it again. It's like, they didn't need it this time. They didn't yeah. want it this time. You dipshit. What, what do you mean you left it there? Did, oh, hey, it's like when somebody hands you a flyer, like, hey, throw this out for me. Right. But 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 worse. It's just like, <laughs> here, here's 12 tons of aluminum. You throw this, this out. In case you need this later. In case somebody gets stuck in a, in a slightly larger, t- like, <laughs> cavern. Oh, actually, a way larger cavern. Yeah. 
I just love the a very the, straight cavern. I just love the the idea that okay, we're relying on the knowledge and expertise of divers with like 20, 30 years of diving experience who know these caves. No, we don't need that. You know, it's like, well, I made it. It goes to space, which is a pretty much endless bound of nothing. And I think it'll work in this cave, which is very, very not nothing. I think it's great. So if I you can just shoot perfect. it right in there, we can take one kid out of time into a steel death trap or aluminum death trap and just see what happens. I think and it'll then work. Probably get it stuck and lodged in the only way in or out so that everyone dies. Yeah. God. Yeah. And to be fair, the man got Twitter roasted to a pretty crispy degree. Oh, man. Today. I miss that. There's just some fun, fun jokes going around about on, at Elon Musk's expense. And I'll be honest, if we had Nigeria's cyberbullying laws against billionaires, a, a number of our funniest Twitter comedians would be going to jail today. <laughs> they, would, they would end up having to ban just everybody. They'd either be going to jail or they'd be kicked out of Nigeria. Twitter is just one big cyberbullying campaign against everyone else. That's actually constantly. true. It's just like whoever you don't agree with is being cyberbullied a hundred times. Oh, yes. Which, hey, sorry, Mike Huckabee. I'm, I'm going to cyberbully you. I don't care. <laughs> quit quit tweeting stupid shit. <laughs> quit it with the very bad grandpa jokes. You're oh not funny. God. Anyway, um, Michael, yeah, uh, cyberbullies, they're out there doing actually god's work against the nigerian email scam machine so but but see this is where they get it wrong though is that like they're going after the nigerian billionaires and it's like it's not their fault it's not actual nigerian billionaires that are doing the the scams it's nigerian like scammers it's actually like alabama scammers (laughs) that pretend to be nigerian princes So speaking of extorting money from people, um, did you know that people actually at some point paid money to see the movie Ted? I mean, they made a sequel, so I assume someone paid. I, I assume at least Mark Wahlberg bought 100 million tickets just to, <laughs> go, see, just well, to go see it. Well, in 2014, a man in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Wait, when when did Ted come out? It was like 2011. I don't know. That's a good point. When did Ted come out? Hold on. Sorry, I'm I'm just curious. <laughs> you, you really twenty? Okay, 2012. Okay, okay. So it came out in 2012. So two years after this movie came out, this dude paid five dollars to rent a DVD. Whoa! Can you even rent DVDs in 2014? I guess you could. What? How much does a red box cost? Like a dollar. And he paid five. Where was he? Where did he live? Tulsa. Apparently, I mean, well, here's the thing. In 2014, there were hardly any video stores. So the ones that existed, they could charge you a pretty good penny. Was there still Blockbuster in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 2014? I think so. Probably. Goodness gracious. So did he just wait it out? He, shortly after he became homeless, and he just threw all of his things in a box, which included the rented DVD. And apparently at some point, Somebody reported him for like theft. What the fuck? <laughs> so for Ted theft? For Ted theft, it ended up costing him two hundred and eighteen dollars to rent Ted for the pa- to ha- rent and have Ted for the past four years. I'm pretty sure I still have a library copy of Maniac McGee that I stole <laughs> when I was eleven years old. Well, and also, and this is not a admission. This is not a legally binding admission. I'm pretty sure the the statute of limitations on that has to be up on Maniac McGee for sure. People don't even remember that book. (laughs) So the best part is that I was like, okay, what the fuck did they get two hundred eighteen dollars for? Like, were they gonna rent this movie out? Did that go right to Seth MacFarlane? Did Seth MacFarlane come down and like? rip that money out of that homeless man's pocket nah man they only got 25 dollars for lost profits over the past four years wait so the video store the the video store got 25 dollars i want to know whose decision it was at the video store to be like yeah light them up take (laughs) take them up for all they're worth was it the owner was it some pimply face piece of shit who's just like a 16 year old like ah i'm getting that money back like but the 
That means the store still exists. Right. Or it's if just the owner being like, I need, I need to... Maybe some, like, I, I bet it's actually a bank bought the business back and was like, we're going to collect every fucking red cent we can get <laughs> from these mofos. I bet, like, some grandma who, it, like, rented Rudy eight years ago, they're just like, yeah. I can't o- tell you how many times. Overdue, $1.25. I can't tell you how many times I went back and checked the date on the byline just to make sure that this story wasn't from, like, three years ago. It was today, like, this yeah. week. It was eight days ago it came out. Okay, so you said the video store only got $25? Well, they got $19 for the movie, and then they got $25 in lost profits. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Five more watches of Ted. So this was a $5 (laughs) rental. Yeah, yeah. The guy had it for five, four years. Four years, yeah. So in four years, they lost $20 worth of profit from this movie. Basically, yeah. Okay, so in addition to the cost of the purchase price of the movie, yes. they got nineteen dollars in rental fees or twenty five dollars in rental fees. Yeah, for four years of lost dead <laughs> wages. <laughs> so I have wondered before the wages of Ted. Yeah, basically went back and you used to go through the movie through Blockbuster and you'd be trying to find a movie. You'd just see things that like. It boggled my mind that somebody not only would have watched this movie, but would come here looking for it. Right. I want. You gotta wonder, like, if so. At my new job, we we handle the like we value any visit to our website at the same <laughs> same like value dollar amount. <laughs> Those visits are not created equal. <laughs> you gotta wonder if in 2014 or 2012, rather, when this movie came out, if like. Someone renting Gladiator, worth a little more than someone renting Ted. Yep. Or is any movie rental only gonna gonna net you twenty five dollars in profit for four years? Maybe that's true. maybe they went and they were like, okay, you have this many movies. Each movie is worth twenty five dollars in lost profits when you average it all out. Sorry, maybe you shouldn't have movies that no one rents. Oops, but I stole Ice Pirates, not Goonies. Sorry, that movie's not worth shit. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's only funny to my father, and that's it. <laughs> Wait, there's an actual movie called Ice Pirates. Ice Pirates? Uh, it's are Ice they Pirates, pirates of the Ice, or are they made out of ice? It's actually um, a really... The name does not describe the movie whatsoever, because from when I remember seeing it, um, there were no ice. Definitely pirates. There were actually pirates. Uh, it starred Robert Urich, um, who... You might recognize is I don't know you probably wouldn't it from the, from the <laughs> I just looked up the uh, the movie poster it looks like J B Smoove is in it but he's not because he would have been like seven years old when this movie came out. <laughs> um, what is I don't this remember movie? a single piece of ice in the entire movie. It was like a shitty. It was like a mix of Dune and Airplane. If I had to remember it correctly, <laughs> what? My dad loved it. Um, I hated that it. Makes, that makes sense. Yeah. That um, makes a lot of sense. But again, not all movies are created equal, and it sounds like, oops, you owe me. Okay, so I'm curious, though. The math doesn't quite check out with $25, uh-huh. $19 for the movie rental, $25 in lost profit, which, again, hilariously bad for Ted. We seem to be missing almost $200. $174? Yeah, the yeah. DA gets that. They're <laughs> just the DA for for why as as part of a state statute that deals with unreturned movies. I don't know what that means, but apparently it's a they have Oklahoma has a state statute that regulates unreturned movies. You know what, Michael? You know what that says to me? That's that to me. They don't. They've never gotten Netflix or Redbox of, of a state that is not invested in broadband internet and does not understand the beauty of Netflix. I can't stream. I'm on dial up here. I need the blockbuster. I mean, that's a great fucking point, man. Yeah, it's all Redbox Although all the block, way down. Blockbuster didn't they like? They went bankrupt and sold off their name, so they'd have to just like change it. It had to be like Block Cluster, Rock Cluster. Uh, <laughs> man, that's. Just like the government, Michael, to steal 
from that hardworking movie franchise, <laughs> Ted. So, yeah. So that was my story about the, the Ted heist. I think I've talked about how I got caught downloading Play That Funky Music on the UF yeah. Wi-Fi. Yeah. That's essentially that. Like, can you imagine? And I know this guy is homeless. So like, that's even it's like another twist of the knife. But like, can you imagine telling this story? It's like, yeah, I had to pay $200 for Ted, the movie Ted. Mm hmm. No one paid two hundred dollars. Like the budget of the movie Ted was not two hundred dollars. <laughs> you know, we're shitting a lot all over Ted, but like you said, it got a sequel, so clearly it made a lot of money. Yeah, I think it was just because it came out in twenty twelve when people were still like one didn't realize that Mark Wahlberg once threw a rock at like a young guy, like guy's head, yeah. and tried to race his shit at him. Yeah. Uh, and also, like we weren't collectively tired of Seth MacFarlane. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so I think we're, we were living in a Man, Angelica time. Houston and Ron Perlman are also in Ice Pirates. Now I want to see Ice Pirates. Hey man, I'll be up there on Friday. <laughs> found it out. It's happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, this does suck. Yeah, like you said, he's homeless. It's just another way that, like, people who are poor get screwed by stupid statutes and laws and fines. Yeah. Um, but yeah, paying $218 for Ted is a bad deal. I honestly just can't imagine calling the fucking cops and going through all the hassle of like getting a warrant for $44. Man, I got That's a not even bill. small claims bullshit. I got a bill from DirecTV after I canceled my DirecTV service. I got a bill for them that was like 12 cents or something and they kept sending it to me and I was just like, no. Send, I'm not sending hey, you 12 cents. Take me to collections. <laughs> You dicks. <laughs> like, they were spending more to send me the fucking letter every month. Honestly, if, if it's any debt less than, I don't know, $20, I ain't fucking paying you a, a red cent. <laughs> you shit. Take me to collections and I'll settle for 10 <laughs> Come at me. I don't care. <laughs> it's like, never pay that debt. What's it going to do to your credit score? Oh, Michael Howard is late on a 12 cent payment. <laughs> Whatever, I own a house, dick. <laughs> do what I want. I don't, you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael, um, speaking of horrible, horrible crimes, um, obviously our criminals pay a heavy debt to society. Yes. They have to pay $44 to movie movie rental places. <laughs> they have to pay $178 to the DA. Um, they lose their lives. But you know what they really lose? Hmm. I'm learning... From reading one article today, their <laughs> access to ma- their access to maps, like and ma- maps of the prison, maps of the prison, or just maps they- in general, just maps in general. And I'm learning this, Michael, because um, apparently one Maryland prison has banned the book series "A Song of Ice and Fire" by George R. R. Martin, not because those books are never going to be finished. Because he keeps doing other bullshit. Um, They want to give them hope and they don't want to be crushed. It's mostly just like, I'm sure it's because the flowery descriptions that George R. R. Martin writes about, like, the clothing that everyone sees in Westeros and the food. Mm -hmm. They probably just don't want the the prisoners to be despaired by their jumpsuits and their shitty slop food from the cafeteria. Um, That's what I would assume. But apparently... At least one Maryland prison has banned those books on the grounds that their contents qualify as potential tools for escape. Because they're so thick, you could, like, hide a shiv in there? You could hide a shiv, you could brain a guard with it, um, you could braid a rope with all the pages. (laughs) Would you care to guess, Michael, take a a wild stab why these books are banned as a means of escape? (laughs) I mean, since you were talking about maps, I can only assume it's because they have maps in them? It's because they have maps, which are considered contraband, regardless of whatever they depict. So do they not let Lord of the Rings in? Because don't those have maps, too? Oh, homie, they got maps. So, like, Michael, there's so a... like they're afraid they're going to use Westeros, Westerosi yes. geography to escape a prison? I'll say this. As a lifelong reader of the fantasy genre, when I open a book... And I don't see a map in it at at the old Barnes and Noble or the Borders when those still existed. That book's going back on the shelf, and I'm not buying it. Mm. If I'm if I'm gonna buy a fantasy novel, novel. If I'm gonna buy a fantasy <laughs> I was novel, let it go. 
I kind of mixed book and novel there. And I don't see a map in that bad boy. I'm not buying it because it's a bullshit book. I don't care about your dumb horseshit fantasy. So they're really depriving people of the is it best. Is just that the fantasy is is takes place in a different realm or world? What if the fantasy took place on on Earth? Do you need a map of the Earth? I don't because I get that. Okay. Um, and actually, I this was a long running argument with uh, one of my ex girlfriends uh, who just insisted that every fantasy was just set on Earth, including <laughs> Game of Thrones, even though the map is clearly different. She's just like. Well, (laughs) (laughs) for Game of Thrones, her reasoning was, well, they're all speaking in English or Scottish accent. So Westeros is clearly the UK. And then that other continent is just Europe. (laughs) Okay. Which I get it. And they just haven't discovered it yet. Yeah. Because they Um, have dragons, but they haven't taken them like further than 14 feet off the coast. When I... When I interjected as a f- massive enraged nerd that, yeah, but summer lasts for 18 years and winter lasts for a thousand, um, she was like, yeah, well, fuck you. So you know it's what? hard to it, engage with that. <laughs> I did have a hard time reconciling the, the summer thing. winter thing in Game of Thrones, w- thinking about it in like my very like Earth-centric view. Right. Because they were like, oh, it's a long summer. I thought they were being like, uh what's the word hyperbolic they weren't, like they weren't like yeah they weren't they were being hyperbolic they weren't actually saying like oh summer and then winter lasts for a thousand i thought it was just like oh like winter gets bad the seasons are very mystical rather right. than <laughs> hey we're traveling around that big ball of fire in the, sun, the exactly. sky yes. yeah it's bad um but no apparently it's just that all maps are banned and all yeah. fantasy books have maps so all fantasy books are banned because they be they could be used to help prisoners escape from the Maryland prison. And I have to say, if you can break out of the Maryland Correctional Institute for Women using a map of Westeros, <laughs> I think you've earned your fucking freedom. Yeah, I mean, you're going to do it anyways. Yeah, like, honestly, if that's, the, if that's the line, having or not having the map of Westeros... Like, honestly, at that point, you just took the map of... You took Game of Thrones. You took a a, uh, a Storm of Swords with you because you didn't want to be bored on your eventual escape. Like, <laughs> you're just like, ah, just, well, I, I want to know what happens at the Red Wedding. Ah, oh, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll stay in prison. I'm too sad. This just makes me think of, like, the TV show Prison Break, where the guy breaks back into the prison with a mm-hmm. tattoo of it on mm-hmm. his body. You're like... Except that you would break into the prison and you take off all your clothes. You're like, don't worry, I have a map. Don't worry, brother. I'm here. And he goes, you fucking idiot. That's just Westeros. No, no, no. Yeah, it is. But. But. King's Landing, right there. That's the guard station. The twins. Ooh, baby. That's where we got to cross out of the laundry room. We got to shimmy through some uh, uh, really tight quarters in the AC vents. And then, oops, we got the whole white wide world. Well, I can't talk. The, the AC whole- vents are the north. I think the the yeah the AC vents are the twins going over. You don't mm-hmm. know. You don't know. I mean, I don't know the map. I mean, I know the map from the TV show. The twins are the one area you can cross into the Northlands. It's it's a uh. it's a bottleneck for the whole continent. Oh right, yeah. And then you're good to go. Then you get the whole you get the North to be free. There's no rules. It's just right. You just got to fight off some wildlings and the White Walkers and whatnot. And then Ned Stark will cut off your head. But, like, any map? Like, what if I just any draw map. a map? And it's, like, a map of nothing. Like, I create my own map. Yeah, I mean, then, yeah, Michael, illegal. You go to jail harder. You go to double jail. What if I just draw lines, but they kind of look like they might be a map? Then, hey, welcome to prison, fuckhead. Man. Welcome to being illegal. Because literally anything can be a map, especially of, like, a of like a, a corn maze. I, I mean, literally a tic-tac-toe board could be a map. Like you could you could make a map of anything. But what I want actually is for our prison system to start and I'm not a fan of building new prisons because I think we have way too many and they're overcrowded as it is, um, based on bullshit weed church violations. Um, but if we do have to build new prisons, I feel like we should casually, very casually, build them based on fantasy novelization maps. And if you happen to guess which one it is and escape, because you've read Name of the Wind recently, 
you get to go free. I and like that's that. fair to me. I like that. Like, if you know all of Fred Saberhaven's books and you can tunnel out, good for you. I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. I anymore. know. I'm going to keep naming authors just so you're like, well, I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, yeah, did you know that in Germany, apparently it's not against the law to break out of prison because uh, it is human nature to want to be free? So, like, literally, if you get out, good for you, you did it? Like well, you've served your they sentence. can they can basically charge you for other crimes that you committed during the escape, but just the act of escaping or attempting to escape is not bad. But if you so like, like if you punch a guard in the nuts on your way out, then like right. you're going to jail for assault again. But if you exactly. just get out, like you got to you got to jail free. Yeah, but th- that's the thing is like even like the Shawshank Redemption style where he like chisels through the wall like destruction of property destruction of property messed up yeah Yeah. no absolutely you have to kind of somehow sneak out and honestly pornography because that poster of Raquel Welch Mm. like you know improper in the 1950s no thank you also there's poop everywhere now (laughs) everywhere you broke the pipes Andrew what are you what were you what were you thinking there's poop everywhere you could have just followed the pipes out you'd have to get in the pipe idiot now tango and cash style they did escape without necessarily breaking anything except for other inmates' faces. I mean, which again, technically crimes because that's a good point. Because I mean, hey, even in prison, you have rights. Okay, so basically, what you'd have to do is you'd have to be out in the yard somehow, sneak and get underneath a truck, like a like a you laundry basically truck have that to was s- leaving. Yeah. Ex- what movie is that? There's definitely a movie that you stole that exact thing from that you basically just hide out on the bottom of the laundry truck. And I don't know what movie it is, but I know it was one. I don't know what movie it is either, but I have a very specific view in my head of this this happening. Let's just so. call it the Michael Howard special. <laughs> you fool. All right. <laughs> Damn it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, Michael, I think uh, I think uh, we're about to prison break our way out of this episode. So, you got any any closing thoughts for me on this one? Yeah, sure. I got a got a fun FML today. After being unemployed for the last year, I finally got an interview. When they asked me my favorite pastime, I panicked and said, "Dancing with my cat." I guess <laughs> I won't be hearing from them anytime soon. <laughs> like, how was that on the tip of your tongue, dude? I I get it. I swear, like, um, <laughs> so I've been, I've been really busy with work and stuff and like freelance stuff lately. And this past weekend I had a friend's birthday. We went to the pool and then like they were going to go out to dinner, like a small group. And then we we're all going to meet out to go out later. And I just got too busy doing an impromptu dance party with Sora at home that I, Decided that I was too busy and couldn't meet them out after dinner. <laughs> and I haven't really told them that yet. So. Well, now they know. I kind of get it, man. Like, it just. Sometimes you just. I'm just sorry, guys. I'm so tired from this dance party. I was like, dog. I was just like, guys, no, I can't. I've just kind of worn out. It's been a long day. It's been a really long day. I mean, it's just especially when you're not like if I was unemployed for about eight months and my job interview and one of our listeners was in on the interview with this one, (laughs) but I was recommended by a friend and in the interview, they're just like, well, you know, what makes you want this job? And I was literally I think my response was like, I mean, I really just. It's been eight months. I need a job. I'll do, you know, hey, I'll do whatever I need to. Like, you can just pay me whatever you want. I'll take this job. And, like, my feedback from, like, my, like, the person I interviewed with to my friend to me was like, hey, man, it sounds like it went well, but you probably shouldn't have sounded so desperate. (laughs) It's like, well, sorry. Yeah. Because I am. And had I had a cat to dance with at the time. That's exactly what I would, what I would have said. Dancing, dancing with my cat sounds better than dancing with my dog. I guess it does. I mean, like dancing with a dog is it's unnatural because dogs are not. Well, no, I'll take that back because I've I have made our friend Jen and Chris's dog dance with 
unusual preternatural grace. Um, but generally, dogs do not dance well. Cats, on the other hand, are very cats very are graceful. very graceful. They're but very like, graceful creatures. I also i the picture I had was this person like actually holding the cat's like front paws and dancing around. But maybe they were just holding it and dancing. I mean, it could be a mix of both. It's definitely a, like a ballroom dance for sure with this cat. Yeah, it's not I just bet, like oh, hey, we're standing here dancing next to each other. If like, it'd no. been a year of unemployment. I bet they have different styles and probably different routines down at this point. I bet there's a book. I, I can't imagine there's not a book of cat dancing. There actually is. I do remember it's called Dancing with Cats. And it is amazing. Yes. I have to show you this. Please. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just put your ass in this cat's face. Rip one. And that cat's going to love it. He's going to try to Dude, claw you. They have this book. This lady, this redhead is dipping so hard. Her hair is up so hard. Looks like she's floating in zero G and it looks like the cat has its paws tied with strings. <laughs> it's just I guarantee this is the case. They have, you can find the entire book on this website and you have to scroll through these pictures. They are remarkable. And if we did blog posts, we would put them on there. God damn it. All right. Hey, you know what? Blog posts coming up it'll be just up. tell me how to do it i'll do it we'll do it this weekend okay check the blog it uh, hey here, here here's a segue well if you've enjoyed the, this episode you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com we'll have a blog post up this saturday go check it out we'll collabo on it and then michael will do it forever in perpetuity <laughs> um but if you like this this show you can find out more information there you can also find out more information on our sister show uh longest days of our lives in which michael and i and our good buddy curtis watch every single episode of 24 we have another episode coming out this week i think we're gonna be moving to a bi-weekly schedule on that one because uh is it bi-monthly bi-monthly schedule because semi-monthly bi-weekly bi-weekly can either mean twice a week or every other week which is so dumb i'm gonna say bi-monthly uh every two weeks we'll put an episode out because uh with our schedules and uh it's it just been tough so uh look out for that one but we are coming up on the end game of season two uh jack bauer literally died in the last episode he literally literally died, died. um so oh my christ michael <laughs> what is that tale why did you send that to me who That's paid from- that's did from the, Dancing with Cats. Did the cat paint her like that? I hope so. Hold on. Did the cat paint him like that? I'm sorry. Also, what is up with his butt cheeks? One is shapely. One is horribly photoshopped. It's like uh, it's like a sumo wrestling thing, but then a tail attached to it, and he's <sighs> he's painted like a zebra. This is. I've never seen a cat look like that. This is bad. I mean, the cat. The cat is fine. The cat is reaching for a toy. The man cat is bad, mostly mm. in the the butt region. <laughs> His cheeks are bad. The cheeks are all wrong. Mm-hmm. I relate to fluff and the whole spectrum of feline physicality on a profound level. I even regard birds differently. <laughs> um. Does he kill and eat birds? It sounds like he might kill and eat birds, but I don't know how he does because his butt is so bad. Also, it's it looks so like he has, he definitely has a ring on the middle finger of his right hand. And that's, well, that's it. Where, that's when you're cat married. That's where you. Cat married. Ring. Yeah. Great. Okay. Perfect. This is a horrifying book and I can't <laughs> wait to read every page. Michael, um, if people want to find out more information about our show, what can they do? You can find us on all of the podcast apps, including Spotify, as of very recently. Uh, so please search for us on there and smash that subscribe button. Um, and uh, if you were so inclined, if you could give us a rating and a review, that would be awesome. Um, thanks, to everyone, who's given us the amazing five-star reviews and ratings. Thank you. Uh, we enjoy it, and, uh, you know, if everyone else could do that, that would be awesome, because then we would move up the charts and be in, like, one of those hot 100s of uh, iTunes or some shit. You know, where hot we new, belong. Hot new podcasts of 2018. Those hot new podcasts with almost 80 episodes. <laughs> um, also, if you want to have us uh, read a message online or share a story with us, uh, or just have us read a message to a friend, you can shoot us an email at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. We read everything we get, and we would love to hear from you. Or you can uh, tweet at us at TILPCAST, T-I-L-P-CAST, or hit us up on the Insta or on the Facebooks. 
Get us uh, on that gram. Get us on the gram. Uh, you know, we'd like to hear from you. Um, and when you see us post something about the show, please give us a share, a like, a retweet, um, and tell all of your friends about us. Yeah. Well, Michael, um, I think that's going to do it for us this week on Trends in Little Places. It's been lovely talking with you. Love you, buddy. Love you, too. Toodles. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> meow, 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 meow.